0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. I want to get into this message tonight, and it's entitled, Only the Cross. Only the Cross of Jesus. and say, Only the Cross? Yeah, well, it does things for us, and only the cross could have gotten us into that place. All right? I believe that because of the cross... We're able to walk in humility. And humility is very, 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 very important. Look at this first point. Only the cross of Jesus, but look at number one tonight. We stay sharp by staying humble. And along the lines of prayer, 2 Chronicles um, 7.14, Scripture says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways and I will hear from heaven heal the land right humble myself humble themselves and pray do you know you got to you got to be a little bit humble to be able to pray do you know the greatest sign of pride is prayerlessness you say God I don't need you I can do it on my own and we've all been there even as believers you have seasons of man I haven't prayed like I should man I really need to you really, you really can't go on as a believer very well without praying. And praying is a great sign of humility. And we can, we can do it all because of the cross, man. Only the cross. We stay sharp by staying humble. When you stay humble, man, you're always able to learn. Did you know I've, I've been able to learn from some real knuckleheads? Really. I've had people in my life over the years, on and off, that you'd think just by looking at man, they ain't got anything to offer. But some, some of the worst people I've ever dealt with, nobody in here or at this church, okay? But some of the worst people I've ever dealt with, they were great teachers of what I should not do. I'm not too proud to say that, man, I can, I can learn from anybody and everybody. I've learned from dogs and cats even watching them and seeing I've, I've learned about trust from our dogs how they trust us i'm like man i want to be that way with god it's like they expect their food at this time they they come to you and they know that you're going to take care of them they go to you when they're they're concerned it's just amazing but i've learned from everybody everybody that i possibly could when you stay humble you're always learning you're teachable you're growing you're changing you're improving my mom was one of, one of my heroes. She went to be with Jesus um, Memorial Day weekend, 2018. It was on a Saturday, about nine in the morning, May 26th, 2018. And I've told some of you guys this in the in the you know year and a half since her passing. She told me, "You've been a good pastor and you've helped me a lot." And I was, I remember thinking, "Are you kidding me?" But she was just so humble. She had taught me so much along with my dad. I mean, she passed away at 65. What? What could she have learned from me? But she said, you know, you helped me get through some things. And it broke my heart. I'll never forget when she told me that. She said, you really helped me. You were a blessing to me. And I thought, you're just humble. And that's the same person that used to tell me. And I'd watch her. She just lived a holy life. She was careful about things she watched, things she said, things she did. And she'd say, you know, God's been dealing with me about this. I'm like, really? She said, yeah, you know, the Lord's dealing with me about it. It's almost like she didn't realize how pure she really was. She was always seeking God to improve. And that's humility. Always able to grow and change and improve. <laughs> Helps you keep your spiritual eyes open. I believe it's the book of Obadiah. And the prophet's prophesying and he tell, he's telling somebody, the pride of your heart has deceived you. You ever met somebody who's so into their thing and so about themselves that they can't see it? They just can't see it, and they're about to walk over a cliff. They're about to walk off a cliff, and it's crazy. But as believers, we stay sharp by staying humble because of the cross. Look at this, Galatians 6.14, check this out. Look at this reference, how it ties it in here. As for me, may I never boast or brag about anything <laughs> except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You wanna hush people up or get them convicted or watch tears run down their down their eyes or out of their eyes or watch them run out of the room, bring it bring up the cross of Christ. You're gonna have different effects on different people. You can see where people are when you talk about the cross. Say, man, you know, man, what Jesus did on the cross, you'll shock people. Others are like, Well, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, but you believed the six o'clock news yesterday and they left all kinds of stuff out. <laughs> Somebody from the New York Times Albuquerque office came to Came to interview my brother a few weeks ago. Really cool, right? The New York Times. We thought that was so cool. But I thought it was fascinating. They didn't lie, per se, but they left out some facts to paint their own picture. I thought, how interesting is that? How interesting is that? Hmm. But as believers, you stay sharp by staying humble. And when you're humble, I believe. You're humble in God's sight, you're able to hear his Holy Spirit. You're able to listen to others who are talking to you and speaking truth to you. You can recognize truth and lies, I believe. That's, that helps you stay sharp. How many of you know we need to be able to recognize the difference between truth and lies? It's important. We're getting painted all kinds of pictures daily by social media and TV and whatever else. It's, it's going on. So stay humble. Let the cross keep you humble. You think of the cross, say, wow, Jesus humbled himself. Scripture says he humbled himself and he took the form of a servant and died on a cross. How many people can tell you that? You say, oh man, Buddha died on the cross for me. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And I don't know that his bones are still in existence, but you'll never find Jesus' bones on this earth. His grave was empty. We saw his grave. We think that's his grave. And he wasn't in there. I'm telling you right now, he was not in there. He, he died and rose again. And the cross... Helps us to stay humble when we remember what Jesus did. I believe in remembering and recognize, recognizing what Jesus did on the cross. You're not above anything. <laughs> you say, man, I'll do that for God. I'll do that for God. I'll," you know, kind of gross. You say, man, oh no, somebody put toilet paper paper in the toilet it's gonna clog it up man I've done that before I said man oh my lord protect me I hope I don't have any cuts on my hand get that toilet paper out of there you'd be surprised what you do man for for God because of the cross (laughs) keep you humble man keep you humble number two tonight we have purpose when we obey God all because of the cross all because of the cross when you see Jesus obedience to the cross you say man I can obey and it gives me purpose You have purpose when you obey God. How? Look at this. Let's go to Luke 9, 23. This gives me purpose every day. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Does that sound like purpose? Say, man, I don't know what else to do. Well, follow Jesus. Take up your cross. Do what he's called you to do. I don't know. Then keep marching forward. Keep seeking God. Keep moving forward. What does the next verse say? If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but are yourself lost or destroyed? Wow. If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. Boy, that text just really gives me purpose in obeying God. Take up my cross. Say, man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with my faith. What do I do? Well, one scripture explains scripture. I believe it's uh, Ephesians 6. It says, having done all to stand, just stand. Just stand. How 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 do I know if someone's faith is real? If it's still there two years from now. If they're still seeking God, they're still serving God. Say, man, are they real? You'll know in a month or two. If they're still serving God, they're still seeking God. People, the, the hot topic, it came up Sunday morning, the hot topic right now on social media and those that care seems to be Kanye West. Oh man, is he really serving God? You'll know 60 days from now. You'll know a year from now. We'll see, right? I hope he is. Praise God, I hope we see him in heaven. But we'll see. We'll see. That's how, that's how you know your faith is real and it's, it's lasting. It, it's sti- it remains, faith that remains, okay? And you can see that you have a great purpose in God if you'll just obey him. Take up your cross, and taking up your cross is following your faith. Doing what you know is right every day. It's that simple. Not a system of do's and don'ts, loving God and loving others. Taking up your cross, doing what Jesus call, commanded you to do. So that is that is wonderful. Any questions on that? Before we go on, we've, I've asked you the last few Wednesdays about the cross. Does anybody have a take on taking up your cross, what, I've asked you, what does the cross mean to you, now we're making it even a little more personal, what does it mean to you to take up your cross, because I've said some things, what What do you think, any, say that again, I, I, I think so, I think that could be taking up your cross, yeah, yeah, putting others before you, mm-hmm, do unto others as you would have them do unto you the golden rule. Say, oh, the golden rule. Where'd they get that? That's that's one of Jesus' things. That's one of the things he said. Yeah, putting others before yourself. Wow, that's great. What else? What do you think of when you when you hear someone say, Man, take up my I need to take up my cross. What does that mean? There's even songs written about it. What does that mean to you? If I stare you down, it's not because I'm trying to force you to speak. I'm I'm just staring you down. <laughs> trying to freak you out. Trying to psych you out. No, I'm just kidding. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. And then I'll go to you, Charles. Yes, ma'am. To die daily. To die daily. Is dying fun? You look at the life of Jesus, God in the flesh, and he's like, man, I don't want to do this. But then what did he say? Not my will, but your will be done. Dying daily. Yeah, you got to die to some things. got to die to hurts. Say, wait, back up. Pastor Matt, what do you mean die to that? Well, when you die to that, it's something that it doesn't affect you anymore. When I'm in heaven, you think I'm going to care about the traffic report? When I'm in heaven, you think I'm going to care about the weather on earth? When I'm in heaven, you think I'm going to care if it rained in Hobbes or not? Probably not. I'm going to be walking in perfect love and all this and that, but... I'll be dead to the things of earth, right? And I know we believe in Scripture that they're cheering us on. Sure, and I believe they are cheering us on in, in, in our faith and stuff. Scripture says there's a cloud of witnesses up there, and I believe that. I believe they're in the grandstands of heaven. My mom's up there, and people have gone on before you, people in your life. They're cheering us on. But do you think they, do you think they care about the stock market right now in heaven? Are they just worried about it, the saints that have gone on before? I doubt it. I doubt it. <clears throat> Die daily, yeah. You you take up your cross and you're crucified. What were you going to say, Charles? Uh, you're, uh, you're gonna get that yeah, you you're symbolically doing what he asked. You're bearing the old person. Yeah, and she's I know she's a believer and she loves God, but. In obedience to Christ, yeah, it's a symbol of man. It's, it's me and you forever. I'm dead. I'm dead to who I was. That's powerful. Anybody else about what does it mean to take up the cross? Yes, sir. that's right, like, like the book of Romans says, chapter 12, it said, do not copy the behavior or customs of the world, but, but let God change the way he thinks, basically, change the way you think, so yeah, you're dying to the things of the world, scripture says sin is pleasurable for a season, that's why it has an appeal, right? My dad used to say growing up, he said, man, can you imagine if before you sin the devil would appear every time with a big red flag and go, man, this is going to get you in such trouble, I wouldn't do it, you know, I'm embellishing what he said before, I'm, at it. I'm making the map version, the modern version of it, but the devil just doesn't wave a red flag, he paints a picture, like, ooh, you can do this, and it's all, all kinds of stuff, and this is for everybody, but especially the young ones in here too, say, man, it's crazy how TV paints a picture of, man, they're just out hooking up. It's just free love lifestyle, but marriage is boring. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's true character. And, and they'll, they'll say, oh, man, he's a player. He's with all these women. No, well, that's messed up. That's, that's the pleasures of sin for a season. But here's what I say to men who say, no, the more women, the manlier I am. No, you're manly. Keep your wife satisfied for 30 years, and she wants to just be married to you, and she loves you. Man, that's great. That's going to be my testimony in Jesus' name. Be able to keep my wife happy for a long time. See, you'd get past all the lies of sin. Sin is full of lies. And remember, everything begins with a lie. Remember that. It does. It begins with a lie. You could say go to social media. You could say the wrong relationship. Whatever, it all begins with a lie, doesn't it? It totally does. And why does it have to begin with a lie? Why does the enemy have to paint paint sin with a brush of lies? Why? Because, once again, if he showed up waving a red flag, if he showed up waving a red flag, you'd go, I am not going to do that, right? You wouldn't give in to it. The devil with a red flag going, this is bad. And you know what the enemy does? I don't know who needs to hear this tonight, but this is so true. The enemy tempts you into doing something and then he tails on you and makes you feel bad. That's a dirty old trick. He's been doing it who knows how long, huh? Tempts you to do something then goes, oh, look at what you did, you dirty, rotten scoundrel, you sinner. That's why you gotta think twice. Look at things with the eyes of eternity. Get perspective on, hmm, I have great purpose if I'll obey God, if I'll take up my cross. Good, good, good answers tonight. Good answers. How about this? Number three tonight. Because of the cross, we have identity. We have identity as His people. You identify with Him. You identify with Jesus and the things He did. Look at, look at what this verse says. Let's go to John ten twenty seven. Check this out. My sheep listen to my voice. You can't be a sheep unless you've accepted Him as your Savior. So, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Hmm. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. That's what Scripture says. For my Father has given them to me, and He is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. That's powerful. Look at this next verse. The Father and I are one. So if you're His sheep... You're going to hear his voice, huh? That's why, you as a believer, that's why. You've, you ever gone to the movie theater and you're like, I, I should not be here watching this. This is Something's bothering me in here. I told a man of God one time, I said, I saw that movie. I don't know if I should have watched that movie. He said, do you know why? And I said, why? He said, because the Holy Ghost lives within you, the Holy Spirit. And he said, do you know where the word ghost comes from? I said, no. He's a ghost in the older language, comes from the word guest. He is your holy guest. He's with you everywhere you go. And he convicts you sometimes when you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. You shouldn't be watching that. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be up late at night looking at that. It's easy, huh? And them smartphones. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm a believer. I'm a man of God. I've been married 13 years. But I told my wife um, about, let's see, six and a half years ago, I said, you know what? I want to commit to you for my protection. And for, for the protection of our marriage, I want to set a new boundary. And that is, even if you're asleep, I'm going to be off my phone by 10 p.m. You get you up too late at night looking at stuff on the phone. It's dangerous. The only st- stuff open after a certain hour, man, is bars, right? <laughs> Trouble. So you got to be careful with that. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Scripture explains scripture. Scripture says that at some point, there'll be people who stand before God, and Jesus will say, I never knew you. Isn't that something? That's terrible. That's not going to be you. That's not going to be me. How do, you, how do you know that you know God? Well, you accept Jesus, and you spend time with him. It's that simple. It's that simple, and when you spend time with God, you have identity as his people. You are his sheep, You belong to Jesus. That's why you identify with the term Christian, Christ-like, like Christ, okay? You identify with him. That's great. So because of the cross of Jesus and only the cross, we can identify with him as his people and his family. Jesus said, when he spoke to Mary, he said, go tell my brothers. All of a sudden, fresh from the grave, he said, my brothers. He's calling us family. He called his disciples family. He's not ashamed to call us brother or sister now. That's powerful. That is powerful. Can you imagine God went out of his way to allow himself to be put to death by his own creation so that he could bring us into his own family? And now we have identity as his people. There's folks in here who say, man, I didn't ever have identity because dad was crazy or dad wasn't there. Or I didn't know dad or mom. Guess what? Welcome to the family of God. You are an orphan no longer. You have identity. Once you accept Jesus, you're in his family by faith. And his blood runs through your spiritual veins. You have his spiritual DNA. You have his identity only because of the cross. Look at number four. We develop character when we obey him. You not only have purpose when you obey, but you develop character. Look at John fourteen fifteen, And this ties into what Barry said and what some of the other folks said in here. If you love me, obey my commandments. Yeah, you, you've got to be dead to the world to be able to obey his commandments. Because the world's harsh, isn't it? People are harsh and mean and hateful. Now, I don't mean someone disagrees with your opinion, so that means they're hateful. No, no, that, I don't mean that at all. No. as far as I can remember, the Constitution of the United States allows us to disagree with people. Even Scripture allows us to disagree with each other, but at one point Scripture says, until we all come into the unity of the faith, when you all come into the unity of of the faith, nothing else matters, does it? And I've had that with other folks who say, do you have those moments? I say, man, you you believe differently, you're a different denomination. This isn't a denominational church. Um, We're evangelical Christians. We're believers, but We've accepted Jesus. We believe scripture. But I've met with people and I've said, man, our belief, it's amazing that our beliefs, all the details don't matter is I believe is Jesus the only way to, is the only way to heaven. They say, I, I believe the same thing. And I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They say, I believe the same thing. And I believe, I believe. Look at all the common ground we have. If you love me, obey my commandments. In obeying his commandments, you're going to love God. You're going to love people. People matter. You care about what, what's going on in people's lives. You have compassion. You have empathy. And it's tough sometimes. Why? Because some people will just annoy you. <laughs> Maybe some of you this past week, you're like, you have no idea, Pastor Matt. I ran into somebody, and they were just, they were annoying. Hey, I know. That's okay. But let's love each other. Let's look for the best. Let's see what we do agree on, especially as believers if, if there's someone who's not walking with God, well, the unity of the faith, well, they need to accept Jesus first to find some unity there. But you've got to treat people like you want to be treated, believer or not. And that is a great habit. And when you develop character, as you obey Him, you're truly blessed. What does the word blessed mean? Well, the word blessed means you don't lack anything. You have all good things in abundance. You're taken care of. You're healed. You're whole. And you have God's presence in your life. And His promises... And blessings for obedience in the Bible? Wow, you should look into it. All the things he promises for your obedience. See, salvation is free for you. It wasn't free for Jesus. My dad taught me growing up. He said, Matthew, nothing's free. He said, somebody had to pay for that. Growing up, he always told me that. He said, there's no free lunch. Somebody had to pay. Well, in this case, salvation, Jesus paid. But... You want? You say, man, I want salvation. Well, Jesus paid. You accept it by faith. That's the cost for you. You accept it by faith, and it's free. Praise God, a free gift. But you want the blessings of God? What's it going to cost you? Obedience. You want the blessings of God? You've got to obey Him. We develop character when we obey Him. Let's go through the four points tonight. Only the cross of Jesus. Man, because of the cross of Jesus and only through the cross, look, we stay sharp by staying humble. Galatians 6.14 says, If I'm going to boast, I will boast only on the cross. Look at point two. We have purpose when we obey God. Yeah. Take up your cross. Pick up your cross and follow Him. Gives you purpose. I don't know what else to do. Just seek God. You're a believer? Now keep believing. What do I do? Serve. serve, Love people. Forgive. I don't know what else to do. Be light. That's your purpose. Take up your cross and follow Him. Number three. You have identity as His people identity. You know who you are. Who am I? I was created in God's image. I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of the kingdom of God. I've been seated in heavenly places. I've been forgiven. I'm the family of God. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror, actually. All these things are our, our identity. You're a child of God. All these great things. You have identity as his people because of the cross. And then number four, Remember, don't ever forget this. We develop character when we obey him. I've obeyed God before in some areas, and I'm like, man, I just don't want to do that. But it's really not that scary, because I did that as a kid with my parents. You know how many times I listened to my parents and obeyed them, and I did not want to do it? I'm not not promoting this, but sometimes I just did it even with a bad attitude, kicking and screaming, but I did it. I know God judges and deals with our motives and our attitudes, but there are times I just obeyed, and man, it protected me as a kid. Mom and dad were right, and man, in the moment, I'm telling you, you guys remember how it was. You thought, man, my parents are so old-fashioned. I don't know why everybody thinks that, just because they're a little older than you, right? Man, my parents are so old-fashioned, but I loved it when dad would say, Matthew, I wasn't born yesterday i love being able to tell i love being older i can tell people hey i was born in the dark but not last night right isn't that an old song i love that yeah that thing right there i recognize that i've been through that i did that that's dumb oh no you don't know you're old-fashioned no scripture says and uh what is it ecclesiastes there's nothing new under the sun Oh, no, but we have smartphones now. But it's all, it all goes back to some of the same things. Convenience, technology, all this stuff. And it goes back to ancient times past. It's all the same, man. But we develop character when we obey him. Let's go ahead and pray tonight, if you would, please. Right where you are, If there's anybody in here and say, man, Pastor Matt, I need to make peace with God. All this talk about when we obey Him and us being His sheep, and when we're His sheep, He knows us, and we hear His voice, and we listen to Him. But I don't even know where I would go if I died. I don't even know where I would go. You want to make sure of your eternal salvation? You need to accept Jesus and confess Him as your Lord. He's your Savior, and you need to confess Him as such, but He needs to be your Lord. He needs to govern and guide your life. You need to relinquish control. To God through Jesus. Is there anybody in this house tonight, every head bowed, every eye closed, that would say, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. I want to go to heaven someday. I want to be with God in heaven one day with all the angels and just having a great time with those who have gone before me. Would you raise your hand? You say, man, I want to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. Would you raise your hand? I'll pray with you. We'll pray as a family. I will not embarrass you tonight. I won't. God bless you. God bless you, man. Y'all got courage and guts. God bless y'all. Everybody, pray this prayer with me tonight. Would you say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me of my sin. I can't make it without you. I need you in my life. Forgive me, Lord, and help me to forgive others. I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me. I confess that he's my Lord, my Savior, and he now lives within me by his Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for saving me from myself, from my sin, and from hell. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you for your courage. Look at me real quick. I want y'all to pray a prayer with me. I'm going to pray it over you as we close our eyes together again. And what we're going to do is we're going to close our eyes and we're going to pray for God to really speak to us about, his, about the cross of Jesus because there's so much there. There's so much to learn. It's Oh, he died on the cross. Yeah, and that's powerful. I'm glad you believe and I believe. But God is always giving me more and more revelation and understanding about what happened on the cross. There's so much that happened. He overcame sickness, poverty, and spiritual death. Um, scripture tells us he bled seven times. There's all these special things that happened. He fulfilled prophecy. He was the perfect sacrificial lamb. He went and did not open his mouth, didn't defend himself. Just powerful. And he died for you and me. But let's pray as we wrap up this series. And this is the last message on the cross for a while because that was our series for October. But I want you to agree with me tonight that God revealed something to you about the cross. Go ahead and close your eyes. Raise your hand toward heaven if you would please. Nobody embarrassed. Man, just raise your hands. I'm going to pray over you right now. Just agree with me. Father, begin and continue, I should say. Continue, because I know you've already begun the work. Continue to give us a great revelation and understanding of the cross of Jesus, God, and what happened on that cross. Now, Lord, I thank you because you are mighty, you are holy, you are good, and we want to get a greater understanding of you. The Greek word is rhema, a deeper revelation, a word that's personal and customized for us a special word that we retain. God, we know it's never convenient to have extended prayer time. It's never convenient for us as humans. It's just too busy. No, not that day, not that time. But Lord, call us to prayer again. We're your people and call us to prayer again. Even if we just show up and sit in your presence and don't know what to say, you're going to give us the exact things to say, God. But help us to pray again. Call us to prayer again so that we have a personal revival, God. You awaken us within our souls to be a light and to speak the name of Jesus and to be bold and to be, be uh, excited about our faith in front of others, God. And to lead others to Jesus by our example and our words. And we thank you, God. Thank you for what you're doing through the cross in our lives. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering tonight. If you would, please. Excellent. 654. Let's get ready to take up our tithe and offering, and we have a baptism to attend. If you need an envelope for tithe or offering, go ahead and raise your hand tonight, if you would please. And we will see to it. I know most folks in here now do text to give. So if you need an envelope, raise your hand. Anybody? Okay. Let's pray real quick and see if anybody wants to give tonight. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We commit this time of giving to you as one more moment of worship, God. It is part of our worship when we give to you. We thank you, Jesus. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen.